Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. A movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. Today's episode is something I started on months ago, and it just wasn't the right time. So, I let it sit. Now I think it's the right time. I was watching an episode of TimCast IRL a while back, and his guest was Yomni Park, a woman who escaped North Korea and eventually made it to the United States. She discussed about making it to South Korea and how difficult it was to learn to be free, to make her own decisions. She described it as painful and said that if she could have been sure she'd have enough to eat, she would have gone back to North Korea. She said that in North Korea, you're told, from birth, how you will live, and what you will do. You're told what you're going to do. You're told what you're going to eat. You're told what your favorite color is. She said the concept of love doesn't exist. It doesn't serve the purposes of the party, so it was simply removed from their language and society. Where most parents tell their children to be safe or to be good when they send them out the door to school, her mother would tell her to keep her mouth shut. As a child, her mother would tell her, that what she said could get their family executed. The North Korean people live in total enslavement. Then, through an awful series of events, she was able to make her way to South Korea. What do you want to eat? What do you want to do? What's your favorite color? She said it was overwhelming to the point of being painful, that if she could have been assured of enough potatoes to not be hungry, she would have gone back. It was the overwhelming demand of responsibility that was so terribly difficult. She'd grown up without it. She'd grown up not being responsible for anything. She wasn't allowed to be. The state didn't allow her to be. She learned in a hard and painful way that freedom is responsibility, and responsibility takes real work and effort. She also said, and obviously I'm paraphrasing here, that when she realized that the component she was struggling with was the work of responsibility, once she identified what it was she was struggling with, she was able to come to terms with it, work at it, get good at it, and come to embrace and love it. A lot of people try to point out the connection between freedom and responsibility. I don't think there's any link. You can't link something to itself. Freedom is responsibility. Freedom is the agency to be responsible for yourself. If they were merely related entities, there would be cases where you could exercise freedom without consequence. There are none. You can have responsibility for yourself, you can give it away, or you can have it taken away by force. That's it. The loss of freedom is the loss of agency to be responsible for yourself. You are not free when someone else makes your choices for you. For that, there are endless examples. Prison is one. Prison and communist countries are probably the extreme examples. In prison, other people provide your housing, bedding, food, activities. You're told what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. You're told when you're going to eat, when you're going to be in and out of your cell, when the lights are going out. 
In North Korea, you're told what to do, what to eat, what to think, what your favorite color is. You are responsible for almost nothing. In America, we have a representative system of government. That means that beyond the bounds of the Constitution, all freedoms, all responsibilities we've ceded to the government, we've given up through carelessness. The biggest responsibility we've ceded to the government has been the raising of American children. Public school is socialized child rearing. It is a government run, taxpayer funded program that dominates the childhood of everyone enrolled. They spend anywhere from six to eight hours a day in class and often spend evenings and weekends in extracurriculars. That leaves what, generally three, maybe four hours a day in the custody of their parents? You get maybe a third of their waking day. And those hours are largely filled with getting ready for the day, eating, and getting ready for bed. Who's raising your children? If they're in public school, I can answer that for you. The state is raising your children. That's not a good thing. Hat tip red state. Vladimir Lenin famously said, Give me four years to teach the children, and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. The teachers' unions have anywhere from 14 to 20 years with most children today. Freedom isn't easy. It's work. It takes dedication, vigilance, determination, and a high degree of self-discipline. It requires foregoing things we think we want for the things that are of genuine importance to us. And it requires the ability to tell the difference between the two. Lord Acton famously said, Liberty is not the power of doing what we like but the right of being able to do as we ought. I'd like to simplify that. Liberty is not the freedom to do what we want. It's the right to be responsible for ourselves. From that definition stems all the requirements and blessings of living free. But there also in lies the catch. Generally, people want to have their cake and eat it too. You cannot both do whatever you want and be free. It is an opposition to the laws of nature. It can't be done. You can't both gorge yourself on bacon and donuts and be healthy. You can't both send your child to public school and ensure they're taught your values. You can't both bend the knee to the government and remain free. Every bad choice you make limits your freedom. If you're careless with what you eat, you're going to put on a lot of weight, and then you'll find you're not capable of doing a lot of what you used to do. If you're a jerk to your coworkers, you're not going to have many people willing to collaborate with you, and that will severely decrease what you're capable of accomplishing. People want the room to not be responsible, and the benefits of having been responsible. Life doesn't work like that. Self-government is just that. You govern yourself. You don't need anyone else to make you responsible for yourself, nor do you need anyone else to be responsible for you. Nature abhors a vacuum. If you're not responsible for yourself, someone else will be. In today's society, that someone else is typically the government. Only in choosing to do what is right can you actually be free. This is where God comes in. There must be a point of reference for right and wrong. Without one, there's no anchor for ethics and morality. Without God, right and wrong is reduced to mere perspective. And that is how you get philosophies like might makes right. Philosophies that lead to death squads and gas chambers and other clear atrocities. The greatest argument against moral relativism is how clearly wrong the Nazis were. If moral relativism 
the idea that perspective changes morality held any water, the Nazis would be nothing more than a differing, but equal, worldview. Clearly, that is false. One may argue that mankind may divine right and wrong through the study of nature, of cause and effect, but we're such limited creatures that in our collective efforts of a hundred million years, we still could not piece out all of it. By that method, to know any of what's right and wrong, we would have to know everything, everything's relationship to everything, and the consequences of every possible interaction of everything with everything. Otherwise, there may be some truth, somewhere, that we missed, that completely changes our perspective. There's no hope of noodling this all out on our own. I can't even remember where I left my shoes half the time. If observation, science, is our foundation for ethics and morality, then our foundation for ethics and morality changes every time our understanding of the science changes. How many times in the last year have we been told that the science changed? No. God's not only real, he's indispensable. Those who put their trust exclusively in science, or in other words, those who put their trust in fallible man, from whom our understanding of science comes, they've proclaimed, misunderstanding Nietzsche, that God is dead. They believe that through their intellectual achievements, they have rendered a socially constructed trope unnecessary. They believe they have slain the figment of our imagination. The hilarious hubris of men and women who believe that because there is something they don't understand, it cannot possibly be real. The witness of the Holy Ghost, given to all who honestly seek God, is immutable proof to each and every person who receives it that God lives. I have had that witness. I know that God lives. To those who have felt the Spirit of God impress this truth on your soul, you know what I'm talking about. To those of you who haven't, it isn't something anyone can show you, or give to you, or prove to you. You must seek it yourself. God has ensured that our connection to Him can only be had directly with Him. There can be no vicarious relationship with God. Nietzsche wrote the words, God is dead, and without context, people have taken those words and used them for their own purposes. Here's the context. Nietzsche wrote a story about a man who saw that the believers no longer followed the tenets of their faith. They no longer served God. Seeing that God's followers had abandoned him, the man declared that God is dead. Then, without God, and all the implications that come with the existence of God, the man lost all hope and purpose in life, and promptly went insane. Physical death happens when the spirit in man, that God created and put there, is separated from this mortal body. Physical death comes to everyone. Everyone dies eventually. Spiritual death happens when we separate ourselves from God. This only happens by suicide. And I don't mean physically killing yourself. I mean spiritually killing yourself. Spiritual death separation from God, happens only through rejecting Him. We can say God is dead all we want, but it is only us that die. In the story, the condition of God never changed, only the condition of those who rejected Him. Look at the impact these so-called followers of God had on an unbeliever in the story. Their example led a man to conclude that there is no God and life has no meaning. Here are some more quotes from Lenin. Here are the fruits of that philosophy. Hat tip AZ quotes. 
Atheism is a natural and inseparable part of Marxism, of the theory and practice of scientific socialism. Our program necessarily includes the propaganda of atheism. Which leads to this. There are no morals in politics. There is only expedience. A scoundrel may be of use to us just because he is a scoundrel. Let me read that first part again. There are no morals in politics. There is only expedience. Which leads to this. We are not shooting enough professors. If we don't take responsibility for ourselves, and take is the right word, far too many would have it from us if given the chance. If we don't take responsibility for ourselves, if we don't choose to do what is right ourselves, someone else will take responsibility for us and force our hand. Most of the people inclined to do that will not share your value system. There'll be people who don't believe in morals, only expedience. Then the atrocities commence. Freedom is essential to our fulfilling the purposes God has given us in this life. And God is essential to freedom. We can't follow God if we're not free. Not fully. How do you live as God instructs when you are forced, at gunpoint, or even at the threat of your livelihood, to follow the dictates of a ruler who has rejected God? We can't be free without taking responsibility for ourselves, and we can't take responsibility for ourselves without first understanding God's morals and ethics. We'd be lost. We wouldn't even know where to start. Even those who deny God, but found themselves on the Western system of morals and ethics, ultimately derive their foundations from God. That's where those tenets came from. It is from God that we understand who we are, what is right and wrong, and why we should choose right. All else is blindly groping in the dark. There is a God, and life absolutely has meaning. Here's another story, but this time, of the effect had by those who lived their faith. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote this. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, good will to men. Then Harlan D. Sorrell added this, When men repent and turn from sin, the Prince of Peace then enters in, and grace imparts within their hearts his peace on earth, good will to men. God 
wants us to be free. A big part of the purpose of this life is to learn to be free by choosing, on our own, to live the way God has taught us. That requires us to take responsibility for our lives, to choose, on our own, to do what is right, and to maintain the autonomy, to preserve the right, to take that responsibility for ourselves. Be informed. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. And today, I'll add this. Find God. Live responsibly. Be free. Thank you.